Welcome back to Local News Live. I'm Chief Meteorologist Clay Osterley. Earlier this week, we had the uh, privilege of speaking with someone who can probably help you out quite a bit if you are in the uh, planning stages, perhaps. Maybe you have that million-dollar idea. You want to take that side hustle from idea to reality. Well, I spoke with Jim Frawley. He's an executive business coach. He's got a couple tips for you. Hey everyone, Clay Osterley here with Local News Live. Today we're going to talk uh, to a really fun guest as we are going to be exploring the world of taking your business to the next level. I know a lot of us uh, here these days try a little side hustle and maybe it's time to take that up to the next level. Joining me today, Jim Frawley, and he is an executive coach. Uh, and Jim, I just want to basically talk to you today a little bit about uh you know how we're gonna do that uh, essentially here so you're you're the man with the plan so i'll just kind of jump out of your way and uh let's go with it so you know say you've got a, you've got an idea on paper you want to take your your business idea your million dollar idea to the streets how are we going to do that uh well it's that's such a wide open question <laughs> it really depends on what it is that you're looking to do i think one of the general ideas uh, or, or first places to start uh, is one of two things. One, don't wait for the perfect situation to present itself. You're actually going to have to dictate it yourself and, and you're actually going to have to go out and create the market, create the desire, create the interest. While we have these ideas in our head all of the time, if we haven't communicated that to other people, they don't quite know what we're offering to the world. So the first thing I would do is just get started. Whatever it is that you want to do, no matter how small it is, you get that feedback. It's a learning process. Entrepreneurship is a learning process, a, a, sometimes a very difficult learning process. And so that's one. And then the second one is I would just say, while you're getting started, remember that there are no rules. And that is the one thing I like to drive home is that there really are no rules. And just about anything that you're doing, you get to dictate whatever your rules are. And that was the one thing that I didn't realize until far too late. And when I left corporate, launched my first business, uh, it was one of those things where I said, wow, you know, I actually have to unlearn the fact that there are no rules, you know, and, and kind of create create your own situation. So with that, just get started. Don't wait for the perfect situation and, and learn as you go. How might uh, folks know when the right time would be to maybe take that leap of faith uh, from their nine to five job and start doing their side hustle at a full-time rate instead? Yeah, it's um, it's not an all or nothing proposition. I feel like, you know, the first question I would I would ask is, how much is the nine to five grueling you? And, and how much do you dislike it? And why do you dislike it? For some people, your side hustle is not going to bring in enough for you to quit your nine to five. So do you actually adjust your nine to five to accommodate something that's more interesting? So you may love music, you may love being a musician, but being a musician may not pay the bills. So do you have a full-time job to pay the bills so you can pursue something that, that you're more interested in? It's not an all or nothing proposition. What I do recommend, depending on, again, on what it is that you're looking to do, start small. I mean, it, just by nature of side hustle, right? I, I don't necessarily like the term um, because it's, you know, everybody's got a side hustle now and, and um, you need a break too. But as you sit and you create your side hustle and just start the conversation, it starts to manifest into something. If it's working, it will manifest into something that can overtake your nine to five. So 
find something you're interested in, find something that you could bring value to, find something that you actually can get lost in and enjoy your time doing outside of your nine to five. And if it starts to present itself as something that's actually viable over time, this isn't going to happen overnight. Suddenly you can then turn and say, you know what, maybe, you know, you can do the math then and see what, what actually makes sense. Now, Jim, say we've gotten to a point now where we've kind of taken those steps that you've mentioned at this point. Um, say, let's, let's say we're in your, you're in your first year of your new business here. You've got a couple of clients, you've got some customers built up, but now you're taking that, you want to take that step forward. You want to take that next step. How do I reach more people? How do I offer a better product? So what, what's kind of that next step uh, after say you've, you've, you're in your infancy phase here for a business person? Yeah, the next step is is uh, constantly learning, and what I say when I say that is, you know, and I, I can use coaching as an example. Everybody seems to be a, a I call them pandemic coaches. They've got a side hustle. Everybody's an expert to be a coach, and I love going against them because they have no legitimacy really against my types of clients. So you're going to be competing at a certain point. You can either compete with a circle of people who are doing other side hustle things, and you're not going to be getting the clients that are going to replace your current job or you can commit at a higher level, execute at a higher level, and then you could get the, the clients that are actually going to pay you higher amounts of revenue. So when you think about how you're positioning yourself, who are you surrounding yourself with in terms of your type of business, your clients will dictate where you're actually going to go, but to attract the right types of clients, you have to elevate and get to that point. Good coaches, uh, and you know, I'm speaking, simply on the, the executive coaching space. Good coaches have degrees from Columbia University in executive coaching. Good coaches went to Harvard, went to all of these other places. They understand the, the psychology of adult learning. They understand uh, learning and development. They have business expertise. They have all of these things that you may or may not have. So find those gaps that you need to fulfill and again, you're starting small. It's a side hustle. It's intended to be just a side hustle, but you can continually learn and grow and start to change the type of client that you're talking to. So Jim, after, after of course, we're, we're thinking about taking that next step, maybe you're thinking, all right, it's, it's time to bring other people on board, perhaps. Maybe you're thinking, all right, I need a staff now. I can't do this all by myself. Kind of talk to me about how we get to that point and, and what to consider as you're, as you're getting there. Yeah. Well, the first thing to consider as I think about it is, is can you afford it? Can you afford the person? And when you're onboarding, let's say you find someone, you decide that you absolutely need someone, whether it's a virtual assistant or a business manager in person, there's a whole scale of what you could actually look to do. It takes time investment to make sure that they're set up properly you're going to get very frustrated to bring someone on and expect them to solve your problems or expect them to take everything off of your plate while you're trying to build your business. Your business is still ultimately yours. You're ultimately responsible for all of these things. So as you expand, which is a great place to be in, we want to find someone you are investing in this person because that person's an investment in your business. So you have to pay them correctly. You have to pay them well. You have to give them the support that they need and you actually have to set them up so that they can be successful learning how you like to work, learning the things that you're looking to do, what's your vision of the business, articulating that vision of the business. All of these things are very important to bring on someone rather than just executing some kind of eBay marketplace or something, because whatever it is that they're doing, 
they could probably do it on their own. So your responsibility, if you're hiring someone, is to have a bigger vision that they can't execute on their own. So, uh, so it's it's a really important step there. I mean, you you've got so much more than you might think. Just saying, hey, I need some help. It goes beyond that. You have to motivate the people to see your vision and and believe in it as well. So yeah, that's that's huge, Jim. Anything else that you would want to add? Um, that maybe first-time business owners or startups or anything like that, just maybe a quick one, two, or three things that you absolutely must keep in mind as you're as you're trying to dive into this journey. Yep. First, first thing is network, network, network. You and you have to understand how to network. Networking isn't about selling your your hustle or your business or anything else with everybody you meet. It's about building relationships for the next 10, 20, 30 years. So expanding your network is one of the most important things you're going to have to do, whatever your idea for entrepreneurship or even in just general business, whatever it is. So network is fundamental at the beginning because maybe you're not hiring a person, but you could partner with somebody else who has a similar product or something that could fill in a gap that you you want or don't have. We don't actually have to hire full-time people. We can hire agencies to do these things. That's one. Two, one of the hardest parts of being an entrepreneur is that you're making short-term decisions for a long-term plan. So how are you doing the macro versus micro focus looking forward to today? And how do you adjust between those three? And it's a different type of skill set to adapt to constant change, which is what we're dealing with all of, all of, all of today. So communication is very important. Uh, presence is very important. Self-efficacy and understanding the steps on how to get to a bigger picture. These are all types of things. It's not necessarily learning a skill set, but it's learning new ways of operating that will be helpful for you as you, as you grow your business. All right, Jim Frawley uh, here, executive coach. And uh, Jim, what's a, a good way in case anybody's watching this, they want to get in touch with you? Sure. Uh, the website is bellwetherhub.com or another way to do it is adaptinginmotion.com, which is the title of the book. Uh, adaptinginmotion.com is the best way to reach me. I'm on Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, YouTube. TikTok. I think I'm on TikTok. I'm on all the places you could find me, but that's that's where I am. Sounds good. Thanks so much, Jim. We really appreciate your time today. And again, uh, we were just talking with Jim Frawley. He's an executive coach. He just gave us a bunch of great tips on taking your business to the next level, things to consider uh, from paper to reality to the next step and looking in the future as well. Jim, we appreciate your time. Thank you so much. All right, armed with all of that fresh new knowledge. Again, of course, we were talking with Jim Frawley, who uh, just walked us through the steps of taking that million-dollar side hustle idea from paper to reality. Can't wait to see what you guys come up with.